Blog Talk Radio. everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We are here on Monday, not a regular day, but it's, I guess it's a typical Monday. Having an early morning activity, I guess it's not early morning, but uh, anyway, 9 a.m. is early for me. And 814, we have a caller, so we're going to be getting to that caller shortly. 814, just hang tight there. We're just going to let others know how to reach us. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And our listeners and callers can join us on Facebook. Those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And it's really unfortunate because Facebook, the when you have pages on Facebook, it doesn't notify you who your followers are. But we actually have had like four followers new followers in the last week or something like that. Does it give a number? It gives a number, but it doesn't allow you to see the followers. So um, anyway, that, like I said, we have four new followers. So yeah, there's a number there and then there's a cumulative number, but we encourage those who listen to the show to follow and to like or whatever it is that you have to do on Facebook to support us. Uh, anything else you want to say, Neil? No, let's get to the caller. Let's get to the caller. Hi there. Hi, 814, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, this is Amy. Hi, Amy. Amy from? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, Amy from Pennsylvania. Hi. Hi, Amy. Okay. Hi. 27.9, I believe your karmic and master number are. What's your birth date again? July 7, 2071. 71. So. July what? 7, 2071. 720? Yeah. 7, 2071. So she's 27.9 and she is 51 years old. Right? Yes. 51 years old. And last we spoke, you were changing jobs. Yes. Working and from I did home, change. right? You were working, yes. working from home now? Yes, I am. Okay. Is that why you're calling or it's something else? N- no, it's something else. Um, okay. I just want to make sure that nothing's going to get messed up with me working from home. Um, There was 
an announcement that the really high up people, and I'm talking like six steps above me, um, were getting called back in the office to work three days a week. Oh, boy. Um, That's no <laughs> scary. Yeah. Especially changed specifically. I mean, a big reason was the was the fact that you could work remotely. Yes. So it does have to do with your job, actually. It does have to do with yes, your job. Yes, it does. Okay. So your question is, is it, are you one of, how many people, there's, are, aren't there, how many, there were four people, three in one department, three and something. I remember this. The yeah, there's number two of people. people they were hiring five people. Um, one started, bef- two started before me and two are starting after me. So, um, okay. but I am just making sure that you see it still being work from home. I e- even told them that I would go into, if worst case scenario, would go to the local office if I had to go into the office to report. And that's my question is, will they allow me if that happens that we have to report going to the local office because the other office is like over, you know, two and a half hour, it's about two and a half hours away. And she talked about, she told us about this last time she talked. Well, she, she no. mentioned the, the, she mentioned uh, the, the, the closer office. Uh, um, I recall that. Yeah, probably she did, but she like, she was hired, she got the job, and then it was a remote position, so she doesn't have to go into work at all. No, but she yeah. mentioned before that there was a choice between going, she was willing to go to the local office, but not the one that's farther away. I remember her stating that. Okay. Um, that's good. That's I good. mean, I don't think you're going to have to travel two and a half hours. I don't think they'll make you do that. But I mean, I'm concerned. I guess my concern, based on the hiring order, I'm not sure what they're based, how they're deciding, how, you know, how they're going to, uh, they're going to choose which employees are the ones that have to come in. You're saying there are three that are going to have to come into the office. Um, the high up the. She's really high up. She's going to have to come in. Like, not my boss. So but two bosses the, up. Two bosses up, so that's one person. And then two additional people are going to have to report to the office? No, just her. Her name's Andrea, just her. Yeah, but I, I don't know her. what she's being told. You're, so wait a second. You're saying you're you're just wor- you, there's no there's been no announcement that other employees are going to have to report. No, to there hasn't been. I'm just worried. You're just yeah, worried. I'm just worried. Oh. Yes. Okay. That I have to go to the office that's two and over two hours away. I don't mind reporting to the local office. But there's no there's no indication that you're going to have to report to any office at this point. No. So you're just being anxious. Yes. <laughs> well, which is understandable. I, yeah. I, then I wouldn't, you know, I would, I would not. Why would you, why would they start making the other employees have to report, especially when you were hired on the basis of working remotely? How could they change? Is there a contract? Yes, I signed it. And is there anything about the remote? 
No, it would just it, it's just be if if of course they feel that you're not getting your work done or not doing your job. Yeah, and so they that can, isn't happening. So they can't arbitrarily call you in then because there's a contract. They can't say, well, you know, you have to. Well, you're doing a great job, but you have to come in now because we decided you need to work in the office. The basis for your for your employment, the relationship with them is established on the fact that you're working from home unless you're underperforming. Right. But I do know that the new newer positions that they are posting are saying they have to report to the office. But you were hired by... Yeah, this new guy no. wants to see the faces yeah. of the people, I recall. But, you know, I mean, two two and a half hour drive, I don't know if he's going to require that of you. Um, as long as you're making a uh, attempt to go to the local office. So I don't see someone burdening you with a two and a, I mean, if it's literally two and a half hour drive, um, th- this individual that's sort of taken over and is insisting on seeing faces in the main office, I, I don't think he'll be unreasonable. I think he made a statement, but um, I think, you know, once you make a statement, you kind of tone it down a little bit. So I don't think you'll, you'll need to worry about that. Is anyone else making strenuous trips like that? No. No. So but, I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. The local office, maybe, and not maybe not even that. I, that's as far as I think it's going to go. I, I, I mean, how can they? I'm just, you know, on a logical level, how can they make her start going into an office if she was hired on the basis of being remote and there's the, a contract? Under the, she's she's hired to perform her job, and so if they change some of the setting, she still they could gauge it that she's not performing under their expectations. Mm. So it can switch. But to be on the road for five hours, it, it doesn't work just to show up. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I, I I don't either. And I would go as far to say as I don't think you're going to have to start coming into the local office unless they have a major, I mean, if they're really doing a lot of restructuring, they bring you into the office and say, there's no way you can do this job from home, and here are the reasons why you're not doing it, you know, in an acceptable manner. But you're not not doing it. And you're, have you had any performance reviews at this point? No, and everything's been fine so far. Yeah, I don't think they're going to call you in personally. I don't think they can unless they make a change to your contract. And I don't know how long that is. The contract like an at-will contract. Meaning they can change the contract as you well as as can you at any time. Like you can leave. You're not contracted to work there for a certain period of time. No, I'm not. Right. So an at will contract. I mean, they can make changes to the contract and potentially could make you come in. But I just, if they have bodies in the office that aren't you that are doing the job in the office, they probably aren't going to have everybody come in. You're, you were established as a remote employee, so hopefully you won't have to go in at all. No, I mean, what do you? What, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Wake up at four in the morning, but even the and then local. drive two and a half hours, and then get home at ten o'clock at night. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't work. It, it's too far away. So probably this 
individual, and it seemed to be, in my recall was there was an individual who was new and he wanted to see more faces in the newer no. office. No, she didn't even have the job. She didn't no, have a job I, yet. I, I, she, I she was She was on a different, um, she was in a different department. Well, it seems like I heard this story before. Well, no, I just, she wasn't, so, she didn't um, have the job. So anyways, I don't think you need to worry about that. You know, you're, you're, um, it's not really a psychic premonition, no. you know. I mean, can 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 a psychic see you drive? Can I, for instance, as a psychic, see you driving two and a half hours? Do I have that vision in my head? Does it com- complete my evaluation? I don't have a vision like that, so I'm not. I'm assuming you're not going to have to do it. Okay. I, on the other hand, have a vision of you traveling by helicopter to a location across the country for your job. No, she's kidding. <laughs> she doesn't have any. I knew she wasn't going to No, I knew that was. You know, the, if, you look at, if you look at your life and disruptions in your life and you start to measure your life, maybe, and say, how many major disruptions have I had in my lifetime that were well above the norm. I mean, major dis- disruptions. I mean, if you could share something major about, you know, your house burnt down, your, you know, there was a hurricane, um, four people in your family died in a tragedy. You know, if we're talking about major, if your energy field has no. forms of major disruption in it, you may have a little trouble in the relationship department, but that might be normal par for your life, relationship problems, but I don't know if there's any major relocation problems you've had in your lifetime. Have there been? No, there hasn't been. No, no I, I wouldn't. I, you know, no, and your she... energy just isn't, there's nothing here that, I mean, you, your 7-2 in your month and day reflects the 1971, because the 19 is also a 1. So there's a reflection of 72, which is a 9. That puts you in a position of almost being omnipresent. Nines have this high energy field. So at, when you're at home working, does your, does your work entail looking around a, a large environment or just pinpointed to one little place. I mean, do you deal with other states when you're at home? Do you deal with other countries? No. No, it's in that she works. No, no. She's in a, in, you're in a, a, a accounting for the state, right? Yes. Uh, a department in, like well, a department. A, yeah, it's a state. Exactly. You, you don't deal. So, she's not it, dealing not with like it. not like the local market. You deal with the entire state. Yes. Okay. But it's, well, but it's but, not. Well, um, how can I put it? There's so many different funds that I manage. Well, that well, means it's diverse. Yeah. That's the diversity. Yeah. That, that qualifies yeah. for the master number. Uh, but I'm not worried about you having to travel. And that seems to be your big problem. You know, am I going to have to go yeah. to the main office? So in her, 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 so this is, and just, just background on Amy to, to remind you of her story. She was working for this, you were working for the state in a completely different department, correct? Yes. 
and you yes. had to interview for this new position. So it wasn't like she could be transferred from department to department. She had to actually freshly apply for the position. And there were a number of candidates. Yes. There were a number of candidates that, that they were picking for the job. Like you were hired with five different people? Yes, there was 14 people that interviewed. But 14 people Maybe more now. Yeah, Five at hired. the time they told me 14. So she had to, that was the last communication that Amy had with us was when she was being considered for the job and whether we thought she was going to get the job or not. So it was, it was, was anybody hired to work in the office? I mean, because I'm trying to think about what Neil was remembering about this. Was anybody supposed to, to be at like, or was anyone hired to be like on, on site? as opposed to remote. No. Yeah. Maybe one person that's after me and she's already working for them and she's getting promoted. So maybe her because she's already coming in the office. But that wasn't a conversation. The whole idea of you applying Uh -uh. for the job was that she wasn't even no. Right. And you didn't want to continue going. The reason you wanted this job for I mean, there were many reasons, but one of them was the fact that you were able to work remotely as opposed to the job you were in with the state prior where you had to report to the office and you didn't want yeah. to do that anymore. Right. So that was that. And there was a lot of bad, yeah, a bad yeah. karma and, and stuff going on at the other place too. Yeah. Like there was all kinds of junk. Drama. Yeah, place drama that Bad you want drama. to be in. Yeah, and not yeah. doing things right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. While we have you on the phone, Amy, do you recall uh, when you were 27, any major change in your life? I had a baby. I got married. <laughs> um, I was. Uh, I got married at 26. Well, that's oh, the cause. What month? May. Mm-hmm. May. When did you you have kids? At twelve. Well, yeah, that's a little over twelve. Ten but months. Well, um, May. Twelve months. Later. Oh, wait a second. May. No. No, May. no. It's two, three, two months. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, so Sorry. that that happened. Okay. Just because that's the change in your life at twenty-seven. <clears throat> um. No. Anyways, that was just. Curious question, but uh, I hope did we answer your question? Was yes, you, you did. Okay. Okay. Anything else, Amy? We have time. No, I just I just wanted to make sure you didn't see any changes, like you know, like major life changes, you know, changing again, like another change of job. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Think I mean, so. not according to what we're seeing. We could be wrong, okay. but, you know, according to what we're seeing in the business that we do, we don't, you know, we don't see it. You know, so. at 54, you'll have another change, a major change, but it doesn't necessarily need to involve a job. You know, it could be something something else, or you could be promoted within your job. Who knows? I mean, I don't know exactly what that change is, but, but you <laughs> will have a change at 54, but okay. you're always away from that. And um, 50, so um, you're 51. 
So I'm, you're, you're a nine, but your, your, your cycles, you, your cycles are broken up by the number three. So indeed you did have a change at 51 because you have this job change. So that's, you know, in the second cycle of three of your fifth cycle of yeah. nine you know, from you 45. Were, Sorry a, to make it confusing. Three year cycle that adds up to nine. So you have some changes every three years and then six years and then nine years, a big change. But I, you know, you're, you, it doesn't even seem logical. I mean, if they maybe had you come in once or twice a year to make that drive. Oh, well, that's, yeah, I don't have that kind of, yeah, that's not an issue. If that's yeah, not your I issue. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. No. I don't think they could impose that based on the contract anyway. I don't think they could say, now, Amy, you're going to have to come here to our location two and a half hours. Well, she sent a contract, though, that she's at home, even though it's an at will. I mean, it's just I don't know enough about employment law to make a, you know, to, to, to advise legally on the contract. But it seems iffy that they would be able to completely change the terms of your hiring and make you drive two and a half hours. I just, I don't know enough about it, but, but I would imagine that you could get an attorney if they, they tried to make you come in. And then, and then at that point, the relationship would be soured and you wouldn't want to work there anyway, but I don't think that's going to happen. So. Yeah. I, I just don't see it. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You get worn down. You wouldn't be a good asset to the company to drive like that. I just don't see it. But you might have, you know, like we said, you might have a couple trips a year, uh, but he's not, he's just, no, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, that isn't an issue for me, you know what I mean, a couple times a year or whatever. No. No. Are you enjoying working from home much more than your other yes. job? Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. Good. Yeah, people uh, People are, their mindset now has incorporated that there's going to be a lot of home body employees. Yeah. Everybody wants remote jobs. I mean, we talk to a lot of people that say, well, you know, I really want to find something where I'm working remotely because now the world has opened up to that um, new stage of employment, which was not five years ago. No. You know, people didn't work from home. I mean, some work from, obviously, there are exceptions, but it was far less common. For there to be jobs, and I never work. even thought about that five years ago. From working right. from home, never right. gave it's it a thought. Especially in the kind of job that you have. I mean, some people work freelance, obviously, and that's you know there's some home involvement in that kind of job. But for a job like yours, no, there wouldn't have ever been even a possibility of working from home previous to COVID. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this change has come about rather rapidly. Uh, to, to evolve to a place where we, there will no longer be foot traffic is another long-term story, but we're still going to need people present. That hasn't – that won't be in our lifetime. That change, that change won't come. But, but in the meantime, I don't think you need to worry. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's home. Not everybody's home, but a lot of people are home. So there's much more, you know, the neighbors are around more. And Well, it, it, you know, actually, this, this somewhat started with radio and then television, where you could be at home and view the world. You know, before you needed the mail or the Pony Express, the newspaper, but it wasn't the same actual. It was the written word. But then the radio came in, and suddenly you could be at home and view the world and participate. Then TV expanded that. And now, 15 years ago, you couldn't have a... A whole the the whole world in your pocket through a, an iPhone and the internet. We are we are who we are where we are. It seems like we don't have to even move to be defined as a human being anymore. Everything comes to us, and we in turn can put ourselves out in the world without taking a step out of the bedroom or the living room or the kitchen. So all of that's sort of changing. Plus. You know, we we don't even in that respect we don't even talk to humans anymore. We talk to robots. Well, the, what's so strange about it is the world. Yeah, you have the world at your hands because of the computer or an iPhone. Yet people are you know starting to work at home. So there's there's here there's the duality of being being everywhere at once, yet being isolated in your own in your yeah. own home, and it's strange. And, because know. the interaction is virtual, it's not real. I mean, obviously, there's still human, real human interaction, but a lot of the interaction is not is not um, authentic, face to face interaction. Well, so even, it's it even expands planet. to what we do. I mean, we work remotely. Obviously, we work in an area where we have to deal with with guides and spirits and other realms and dimensions. We don't have to go, we don't have to travel to the astral realm, literally, get in our spaceship and get over there or whatever to communicate. So the idea of being omnipresent, omniscient, is starting to become a concrete, concrete reality. I mean, you don't have to be a psychic anymore to see into areas that, the naked eye normally could not see. So now, if you can do it, if you can do it at home, what are the advantages? Well, less gasoline, less pollution. Maybe there is electrical energies going out there that pollute. Well, at the same time, though, I, people don't like to go out as much to shop. So, I mean, well, with that, line, you get line. pollution. <laughs> the, the, the deliveries. More well, more trucks on the road. One one truck is not the same as a, a two hundred shoppers. Well, but you talk about the packaging but, that's used, yeah, the, to, the diesel to, and all that, the, the shipping, the, the cardboard boxes, the waste, the plastic. I mean, there's you know there's a ta- ordering online taxes the environment. 
because everything's individually packaged when you're ordering. Obviously, there's the element of packaging when it's going to one store, but then you have to think about all the packaging for each person that's ordering, you know, and then your order split into several pieces and then you have like, you know, things uh, delivered at, at different times. So there's three different boxes when you have an order of three items. Well, I remember so, when I was young and I was doing a lot of traveling as a psychic, and um, sometimes I'd do a reading with somebody and there'd be somebody else there and they'd go, gee, I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to do a reading with you. And I'd say, well, you'll have to book an appointment in my office. And they would go, oh, my God, where's your office? I said, it's right here. Just take two steps forward and then <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll uh, book an appointment. And in, in fact, if you want to do it now, I have an availability. So how was your overhead? Huh? How, you know, how was the overhead in that regard? A couple of spirits. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, step into my office. It's an old joke, but uh, it, it's about being in, in total charge of where you are, command space, meaning that your central location out, is an outreach. You can do your job where you are. It, it doesn't matter. Um, it, well, you don't have to be in a, in, centrally in a location. I mean, we do, but, but, but see, things have really changed. Well, that's now. the interesting th- point you bring up because some people, and she's talking about, you know, if you are underperforming, the the contract states that you're, you know, the terms of the of the employment arrangement are going to have to change. That she she would have to go into the office, and a lot of people are going to be subject to to distractions in working from home. So not everybody is going to be able to perform up to standards working in a home office because, you know, it's, it is distracting. You've got the, the household activities. You know, some people have children that are, that are not in school, so they have to tend to their children and that distracts them from the job or the phone rings, or, you know, or you're baking brownies, <laughs> who knows? Well, dealing know, with, mean, you know, the maintenance people you, that come to the house. When you go outside. I mean, you dealing with the maintenance itself. Do you, it, just, you know. In most cases, if you left your home and you were a business person and you left your home to, to go out to a restaurant or go shopping or whatever, you weren't available now because of cell phones you are. So you're, you, we carry with us the, uh, the, the, to our advantage perhaps the ability and sometimes to do work while you are out and about. So, you don't but, have to be at home. Anymore. Right. You can be anywhere. But that's that's difficult, too, because people are overwhelmed by uh, always being available. You know, that's that that can be that can be taxing on an individual to have to always be available. Someone who has works from the office and has a cell phone and people are calling that person on the weekends or whenever the time off is and they have to set, you know, boundaries. Well, who knows? You know, maybe what it, in our case, maybe they'll install in cell phones a person's own private psychic. So they, they have a little cell that goes in the phone and they can ask the psychic in the phone, the energy of the phone, you know, any question they want. And the phone picks up the impulses of the hand of the person and does an instant reading. That's probably going to be coming up next, which will keep us out of work. I hope we're off the planet by then. But 
uh, it all it all is part of this process of our job of telling the future or predicting or making comments about certain situations goes all the way back in ancient times. I mean, they were uh, soothsayers and they were fortune tellers and people who could see the future. They would tell the sailors, you know, what the trip was going to be like, what to look out for. We've always had um, people who, in our history, who have made some sense of how to arrange one's life according to the up-and-coming events of times. Even in tribal zones, there were shamans, and there were people who more or less intuitively, instinctively led the group. Is it shamans or shaman? Shaman, shaman? shaman is, is singular. Right, so shaman. Shamans, there were shamans. Shaman. Shaman. No, it would be a, shaman? a M-A-N-S. Yes. Shamans, no yeah, <laughs> especially in this day and age. But I'm uh, just, you know, uh, you know, even when you go, in, when you go into animal, when you go into animal um, herds like elephants, there's some wise elephants who can locate water, and they lead the group to the water hole, and they tend to be able to, in some sense, smell water but they have an excellent memory and they know the terrain and they can track water. So we all are propelled by some sense of seeing into the future. We all have that certain aspect. Um, Birds, you know, what tell a bird to start making a nest? You know, there's something instinctively involved in in the idea that we need to prepare for the future. Something's going to happen. So it, it all depends. It's, and it depends on environment and seasons, on, on uh, all kinds of other uh, natural elements. So, you know, saying, am I going to have to travel? Question that Amy asked, am I going to have to travel? First of all, determines a psychic has to determine, well, do I see you traveling? Do I actually see you traveling? And how does traveling to the store or to uh, maybe some theater 10 miles away differ from having to go to work? First of all, the element that one has to consider is this is a topic of work. Right. And so the vibe, work. Right. So there, the, right. the read is going to be under the vibrational field of the work field. Obviously, she's not t- talking about going to the store. Do you see me traveling? Well, yeah, I see you, you know, yeah. picking up groceries. That's obvious. Yeah. The other thing is, um, you know, the, the, the tribal situation, if there's an office that's now farther away and the, the chief wants everyone to meet at the office, it, it all depends on the rational of the chief. Is he going to insist? Does he not care what the hardship is? Um, and he's going to insist on it, or will the chief sort of position himself or herself in such a way that it's conditional? But it, you know, it's according to rank 
and proximity. Again, the question with her, though, and I mean this is more of law, a legal question, is when you have a contract with an employer and the basis of your, I mean, for example, if you're hired to work at Macy's and your job is to sell scarves and accessories in the store, that's the contract. And you can quit when you want and they can fire you when they want based on uh, or, or let you go. It's an at will. People say I'm being transferred. In General managers have to follow a certain. Right, but this is territory. a different. This is a different. This is a different. It, maybe sometimes people are going to be transferred in a store, but if we're talking about a salesperson in a store, generally they're going to be working in that store. They're not going to be transferred unless they're moving up. And her her position in that in that um, I mean she's not. She may be seeking. Uh, a promotion in the future, but at the current stage, she's not seeking a promotion. She just got the job. She she wanted a job that that basis was to work remotely, and that's what she was hired to do. She was hired to work remotely, and the conditions on that remote location of her employment are contingent on her performance, which are which is you know she's apparently performing at the level she's supposed to be performing at. She's having no problem getting the work done. I mean, it would be dishonest of her employer to say, well, you know, now you have to come in because you're not, you're not doing your job if she is doing her job. So she was established on the basis of being a remote employee, and I don't know how that could be changed. I don't know enough about well, the employment law. Yeah, I mean, I, it can get complicated. It's they say it's not a requirement because things have changed. I mean, there's all different ways to look at it. But but our position was, do we see her psychic? No, I didn't. Not, not whether, um, you know, there's going to be a legal matter involved. But, but the question... There was some rational... The, the way she presented the question, though, the way she presented the question, first of all, I was confused because it sounded like she said, they're going to pick three people that have to go in. I said, what? And I wasn't understanding what she was saying. And then she said, no, it's just the higher, higher up. That's a boss, like, way elevated beyond my immediate supervisor. That's the person that's going to have to go into that location. Anyone else? No. So then the reading went from there. But I do want to note, Neil, that shaman is the, quote, hyper-correct version, plural version of shaman. Yeah, it's the hyper-correct plural of shaman. But the standard plural form, of course, hyper-correct, what a surprise that I'm saying shaman. The standard plural form is shaman. Yeah. Yeah. So we're both both right. (laughs) Yeah, well, basically. um, (laughs) A man or a man, man, you don't really say, you know, there are mans, a lot of mans around. Right. No, that was my point. Because it's plural. Um, so, uh, actually, E is feminine. It, it, so, it, it, Those are, so, they're, so these Shaw men are dressed up in women's clothing. Probably. It's more than likely. Yeah. More than likely. You so, know, we figure, what the, the, the thing about the show is we really do uncover a lot. Of unknowns. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to get when you uncover something. <laughs> right, including those Shaw, Shaw yeah. men. Yeah. So, uh, 
then the, there's, you know, the other issue involved in terms of psychic readings is it, I think it's important to, when we look at our callers and people call in, whether they work during the day or the night, you know, we, we tend to separate. Well, there is a separation between day and night, but what is it karmically speaking? Why do some people require to work a day and some people are required to work at night? I mean, in the animal kingdom, some animals come out at night, some animals come out in the day. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because then you think about, I mean, we don't talk about in numerology and our, and our readings, you know, with our callers, we don't talk about birth time necessarily, but people that are born at night versus people that are born during the day versus people that are born, you know, in the later day versus the earlier day, what are the differences, you know, in their personalities? I mean, numerology is about personality, but what are the differences in those people inherently? Um, and what might cause them to work night jobs versus well, day you know, jobs? When you bring that up, you, you talk about birth lag, just like you talk about jet lag. If, if, you were, if you were brought into the earth at a certain time, and obviously you wake up, you're slapped into existence, so to speak, and it's a certain time, if the biological time clock remained consistent, you will, for the rest of your life, wake up at that time. Even if you doze off again, that time will be predominantly the time you will wake up if your biological time clock, like a watch, or unlike a watch, doesn't start to lose seconds. What happens is we have disruptions in time that distort the body rhythm. So now what happens is that the time we actually were born becomes diffused by environmental factors or mental factors or sickness or disease or some such thing. The demands of life makes us change our biological clocks all in a wayward way. Now that can bring about headaches, that can bring about disease, that can bring about heart problems, we don't realize that there is a certain significance. We don't, we don't really go into it in our, on our show. I used to do birth times, but, you know, it, it was getting too cloudy because... Then you have it, to add, then you're working out the value of the name, you're working well, out the it's time, just not that. all that. But it, no, well... It's just not that. It, it's that, that, that very few people keep their biological time right. in order. So it's almost exactly. futile to ask a person's birth time because you're, in my case, I always would find this never correct anyway. I forgot what time, going on what time were you born? I forgot. In the evening? Five in the morning. Oh, in the morning? Oh, so well, I'm an early riser. You I'm are an early time. riser, but I, I was born at 1117. That's about the time you get up. It's not the time I get up, actually, but... Um, I would like to get up at that time. I mean, I wouldn't like to get up at that time because I do like to get things done earlier in the day, but, and I could never sleep until 11 unless I was awoken early and had slept poorly in the night and maybe took a nap or something, which I never, I don't take naps very often, but um, yeah, I wish I could sleep later. I wish I, I, I wish I could sleep later. I do not like getting up at like six in the morning at all at all. 
So, well, I mean, I'm predisposed I'm to liking to get up I, later, and you're predisposed. Some people, like myself, I can't stay in bed. I, I can't. I, you know, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, I'm out. I, I can't. It's almost painful to stay in bed. Yeah, so, but you sleep a lot earlier. I mean, you fall asleep a lot earlier than I do, too. You're, yeah, to me, yeah. I would say at least probably an hour and a half to two hours. You're... So. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, More normally, like, no. I mean, I used to get, like, work on about three or four three hours, hours of sleep. Of I know, you're, and you're, you require a lot less sleep than I. But now older and just, you know, I don't know. But I didn't have to require that much sleep. But then you talk about people that work days, work nights. I mean, I've done all kinds of different jobs, all kinds of different jobs that have required me to be, I mean, get up very early and be at a job. And I've worked till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night at jobs. So there's diversity in my employment history as far as what hours I work. And I'm sure for you as well. Well, sure. I mean, and that's just the thing. We tend to define our our lives in terms of hours. I mean, we don't. We say we work four hours a week. We don't condense that into minutes or quarter hours or seconds. We tend to assume that life is arranged by the hour. And the hour, you think, okay, that would be a hundred minutes, one hour, hundred, no, sixty minutes. So now we have this element of that life is basically, basically situated by the hour. So what, what is it about our existence when we had to condition our world under the, under the definition that it's got to be an hour? Eight hours a day, one hour lunch, what hour is it? You know, say what minute? I mean, we do use minutes and whatnot, but basically speaking on an average, we talk according to hour, and then we calculate the hour in terms of 60 minutes. We don't necessarily go into seconds. So now we have 60 seconds per minute. We have 60 seconds per minute. We have 60 seconds per minute and 60 minutes in an hour. And now we're arranging our time according to that time slot. So we have to think to ourselves, even in terms of how a psychic calculates the future, do we unravel the hours ahead of us in time to where we could predict a certain day? I mean, psychics, including myself, will say, oh, in three days. Or you should have it by March. What do we do? Calculate the hours ahead of us? Or do we see a day? Well, see, then a day, and I'm becoming so confused now, I, don't, I think I'm going to become a shoe <laughs> but, then the, um, but then the day itself is composed of hours. Right, but I mean, if you're minutes. talking about... If you say, you know, well, you'll have it by 4 o'clock today. How did you, did you calculate by hour? And then we say... Do you have a do you have a calculation in your head to where you are biologically connected to time? So, you know, and and does that result in the fact that you haven't strayed too far from the time you actually entered the planet? What consume you know, assuming it was birth, not conception. Um, 
Although you know there there was um the old the old uh, joke that that John Ford did a cowboy and Indian movie and the Indian raised his hand to shoot an arrow and he was wearing a watch. And because the actor forgot to take the watch off and so that became kind of a, a joke. But then they had some movie about um, the birth of Christ and Christ Christ was wearing a watch in the in the womb. What? He was wearing actually a Timex watch. It's got the baby take the watch off the baby. Why would they have a watch on a baby in the first place? I don't know. It's just you know, one of those things. Uh, what were you going to say? I don't remember. I, that was, I don't remember what I was going to say. Something about, what was I going to say? You were saying something about 60 minutes, 60 seconds, then something else. What did you well, say? I mean, I mean we we're talking, you know, how do we, how do we condense oh, that? Oh, I know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. Well, I mean, you know, there's a vibration. I mean, obviously, you know, when Amy's called personally, sorting out the details of her job, first of all, getting getting pertinent details, which is important. It's important. Sometimes, you know, I listen to these other shows sometimes and then hear psychics give answers. Well, this, it's going to be this. It's going to be this, and there's no foundation established for the answer that's that's being supplied by the psychic. But sometimes getting details helps to get a vibration from the person that's being read. Um, and so we're talking about a vibrational. I mean, you're you're saying well, sometimes. A psychic can say, well, it's going to happen before 4 o'clock. That's very specific. That's different than getting a vibe. Yes, you're going to be ice or, or, or having a vision. Yes, I see you driving to your place of employment. There can be just a vibration. Yes or no. Yes, I feel that you're going to be going into your job. Or no, I don't. Then you start establishing validations, which we really didn't do with her on that reading. Um, to support the premise that we have. But yes, in exact, when, when someone is so in tune that they can, they can predict an event at a specific time, I mean, and again, I've mentioned this on the radio before, but there was a time where we were on the road and <laughs> you, I watched you count down. I, I don't even remember if you were wearing a watch at that time and you knew something was going to happen with an obstruction in the road at the exact time that it occurred. And this was very early in our relationship. I was, I mean, my jaw dropped. To be able to predict that was uh, astonishing. So, I mean, you know, a vibration about yes or no versus this is going to happen at this exact moment, and it does are on opposite ends of the well, spectrum. No, I mean, it's interesting. If if we can, you know, one one of our most original concepts of time uh, is during the birth process. So you figure nine months. Okay, so there's nine months, and there's r- roughly 30 days in a month, roughly. And so there's about 720 hours in a month, and in my nine months, there's roughly six thousand four hundred and eighty hours that you're in in that area of a woman's body. You're six thousand four hundred and eighty hours. 
which comes when you do a new, the numerical value comes to a nine. It all comes back to nine again. So, you know, how did we, how, how did one calculate the time concept of what it takes to be, to be conceived through the embryo and, and then come out as a baby and calculate that in terms of the hours? Was it the calculation that did it? Was it the timing? Was it the intuitive? Did they do studies? You know, and then the biological time clock of when a woman kind of knows she's pregnant. Not all women do know they're pregnant. But there's that energy that we are basically ruled by some sort of massive time scale. Even our lives are, are numbered in terms of how many hours we're going to be on the planet in a given lifetime. So and when we calculate those times, and yeah, I mean, on the road, I predicted that I saw the accident, I saw the near accident, was able to avoid it at the window, at the windshield. The idea that um, we... I can't remember who was driving, though. I think I was driving. No, I was driving. Are I you driving. sure? Yeah, I was driving. Okay. So... Um, then you counted it down from the driver's wheel. Yeah. So um, the so that that re- involves not only timing, but it involves um, driving, action, <laughs> and vision. I mean, this is movie. Is it The Matrix? It's one of these movies where it's these science fiction movies where the guy sees the event happening before he does it, so he can calculate yeah. how to kill the guy yeah. and all this kind of thing. I hate science fiction. You know, so we're in a matrix of time. We're in a certain volume of energy. Now, luckily, a psychic just needs the one one object, and that's the third eye, to be able to feel and sense these things. Because the most effective psychic or seer will calculate according to the third eye. Which And the third eye doesn't operate according to naked time. The third eye operates according to omnipresence, everything, all at once, and then taking it down to a specific moment. So a good prediction involves a sense of 360-degree sight. Not even an owl can do that. They do go about 270. They think an owl can turn its head all the way around. It can't. But the idea that, um, but it's interesting that's usually 270, which is a um, Well, it's interesting you keep bringing that number up, which it happens to be the karmic number and, of course, the month and day, the caller that we dealt with on the radio, the 722279. Yeah. I, 72. Yeah, I mean, there's significant numbers. You can look at it in so many different ways in terms of chakra systems and, you know, the idea of how energy works and uh, that kind of position of of evaluating the future becomes uh, part of that omniscient time clock. And nine is the eternal number, and we could talk eternally, but actually we're not going to today or any other day because we are confined by a 60-minute window of time. Well, we're like at the one-minute and 30-second window, so 
We are closing for today back on Friday, and we hope to hear from some of you then. Bye-bye.